I get so lonely. Hey, can't let just anybody own me. No, you're not feeling it. I don't know it. You don't know this song? Nah. Why do you act surprised anymore? Like, <laughs> okay, all right, let's let's throw it back a different way. Um, don't throw it back. That's the first step. Don't throw it back. <laughs> don't throw it back. Do Keep you remember the time when we fell in love? Dude? I know that song. Keep on going. <laughs> Do you remember the time when we first met, girl? No, you're supposed to like jump in and start singing too. Wait, who, who sings that again? Oh, shit, for real? Nah, I feel mm. like I know what I'm scared to say. <laughs> nah, you gotta say it now. Nah, bruh, bro, because you think it's gonna finish me. <laughs> they will, fi- they're going to when they realize that you don't know who this is. Because I feel like. Do you Come on. remember? I believe time? you, Michael. It's Mike, right? Uh huh. Yeah, okay. Daddy. When you it's because you took it somewhere different. I don't remember that line, so I kind of like I got shook for a second. When we first, it's literally the second like line of the song. Yeah, bro. I'm just... Ooh, Chile. Look, you know, okay, the other day, so, so the other day I was at an event, right? <laughs> and it was basically what they was doing. It was like a um, you know, old people love to do the um. I right, can you guess this song, right? Uh-huh. And there was so they you know they the way they did it was they had the DJ play like the beginning of the song. When I tell you they all they played, I was sitting next to this person who was probably about good, maybe ten years older than me, maybe, right? They didn't even play no words. They literally played like do 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 whatever that was. I don't remember the beat. Just they played that beat. And she said, I know it. And I'm looking at her like Listen, there's just a, there's just certain songs like once you hear doom 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 doom, if immediately you don't start oh what, uh, then you have to go like you gotta <laughs> you immediately you start getting, it's like immediately you have you to get beat, get off of the dance floor. I'm running you over. I got places to be. Y'all about to get this electric slide. <laughs> you made me happy. Uh, dun, 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 dun. This you and you just refuse to jump in. Oh my god, bro! I don't know the words like that to be jumping in. <laughs> no, stop. That's why I can't stand Caribbean you people. That's a different conversation. Wait, for a different you time. make me happy. Fuck. Wait, I lost the tune. Do it again. You make me happy. Wait, wait, stop, stop. <gasps> this I can't stand. Hey, you, you know what? Fuck it. We'll give it to you. <laughs> we'll wait, what was the, what's the actual line? This you can tell. Oh, this you can tell. Yeah, I knew I fucked up. It ain't, it ain't feel right. It's all right. I probably fucked up the lyrics too, but nobody cares because as long as I got oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the middle part, you can't fuck the middle part up either. What you mean? Come on, you know that part. You know that part. Before I let you. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro. This, yo, there's some like notes. We're gonna induct that, you one day. One there's day. some notes out there. I told people there's some notes that people hit that's like the greatest of all time. Like my, my. I'm gonna give you my three. I'm gonna give you three right now. Three. I'm, I'm gonna give you two actually. At three. I'm, I'm hoping by the end of these two, I give you three. Um, what's that song? Lauren, not Lauren, like Lauren Hill. Um. Killing X Factor? Me, killing Me Softly. Oh, Killing Me Softly. The bridge? Uh, that's probably the number one bridge ever. In the, ever. The bridge. That is you probably, know the words of that song? I'm so proud of you. The, the, that is probably the greatest bridge ever. The way she held that bitch? <laughs> one of the greatest bridges ever. Um, 
Mary J. Blige and um oh, damn and everything. <laughs> nah, you what you talking about? Be without you. Yeah, be without you. And fake. Um, what was the other one? There's another song. Mm-hmm. She, uh now nah, there's another song she bodied. Uh, I know. Shit. Before I let you go. go! <laughs> <laughs> nah, be without you and, and um and killing me softly. The way they oh them the way they hit them notes, boy, is just shit. It, it just make you this shit hit at the right time and you 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 in that song. You you feel you feeling what they yeah, feeling. You feeling it? I remember I was a kid. We always joke about this when I was a kid, boy. Mary was singing us. As they used to say, you wasn't outside. You wasn't outside. <laughs> Mary was singing. You wasn't song, there. You wasn't with I us. Feel like I got the God, I was in a divorce. Like. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but when she goes through tragedy, I'm here for it. I, Yo, I, I don't want to wish that on nobody, through, but Mary God damn. Because the music is, I need her to go through something. Give me, give me. Something else. Like, maybe she's like, steps on a Lego, and then that's just it. She gives us, I was just listening to <laughs> she real, gives us Be Without You Part 2 again. I was just listening to Real Love, and I was like, shit, Mary's, <laughs> it doesn't feel like the real love. <laughs> just my. No, no. my. I think one of my favorite Mary J. Blige songs has to be, um, Oh, the one with little Kim. I can love you better than she. I don't know what I was going through at ten when I discovered that <laughs> song. But <laughs> when she sat there and was talking about how she loves that man more than that other girl do, why you keep fucking with her? You don't see me here. You don't see me, Timothy from the Timothy. fifth grade. You don't see me here. <laughs> now, um, nine one one. I was out here going through 911? it. Nine one one. Nine one one. Oh, at Wyclef? No, that when right there. When I was there, a kid, I didn't me. get it. Definitely top 10 for me. I didn't get it. It wasn't top 10. Last, I think it was last year I heard the song again. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I can only listen to that song when I'm in a mood because if I listen to it and I'm not already there, it puts me in that mood. It, I don't want to be just, there. Like, that's, a, that's a bad song. When right he there. belted like somebody, and he, you know when Wyclef do that, like, <laughs> you know the noise that he make? I'm sure it's it got to be because I feel all his ancestors coming through when he, like, really gets into that bag. Listen, listen, fact. let me tell that's you something. That's all right there. Top 10. Got to be. Top 10. Fact. It's just, it's just for, yeah, it's like, Everything is it's top for, 10. Yo, for a second, let's <laughs> talk about some songs that's just, like, that just hit. That just hit. You know, for guys, mine be, are like, top 10. You mean the greatest song ever? It's just songs that hit. Like, it just bounce off each other. Like, you remember Sweetest Girl? With Y Clef, Akon, and Lil Wayne. Oh, Boy, that yeah. song used to hit for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I just, that shit hit. Are you talking about like passionately hit, but or like every time you just hear that? It bitch, could be like, anything. Just go over, just for another just three minutes. We had seven minutes. That's tough. That's really hard. Just bounce off like, each other. Top... Ooh, Chile. Something you Sweetest forgot, Lil Wayne. That was a... Boy. You don't remember no, that? No, what was that? What What was the song by? No, because you said top 10, or like not top 10, it but like hit. stuff that hit for me. Uh, what was that one song him and Drake was in? And I remember the beat doing like oh my god. Oh first off, you know what it is when you hear like Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know why, but every time I hear that shit, it gets in my bag. Like I don't know who I think I am, but I draw like Yeah, like I get little teardrops that like form on my face. Why? Like I'm Wayne. You know like teardrops and shit. 
Nah. I like turn it the way like my hair starts to lock up and shit. That's not that's like, not the motto. That's um that shit gonna come to that's us. That's not motto. But in this episode, that shit gotta come to us. God damn, now I gotta look that up. I'm sorry. Keep um, talking, I'm listening. Damn, let me think. Yo, remember that point when cause at first Wayne was killing it, then the young money came, then Drake came. Cause you remember um what's that song? Fuck, it was a song. Oh my goodness. Not, I'm going in. I'm, I'm going, going in, in. I'm going in. I'm going I'm in. Going. <laughs> and I'm going to go hard. <laughs> and I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. Ooh. Oh, okay, man. I have to say, like, oh, I remember when, um, I ain't going to hold you. I remember when, like, Monster came out with, like, Kanye and all of them. Yeah. And Nikki spit that verse. I'm, I'm sorry. That's got to be, like top tier verses for me every time i hear that like every time i know she's about to come on like everybody before her is like a it's like a warm-up she put her whole dick on the table and i just <laughs> after that you really couldn't tell me nothing about Nicki minaj like she got her antics she got her like whatever's but she became that bitch for me right there <laughs> um it was a lot like uh, i just oh no nah, no nah. i'm about to i'm about to <sighs> say a line and you gotta say that you gotta you gotta you just pick up whatever you can you, you can't finish this one. Ah, shit, boy. I don't know All what to. Right. I don't know what to do. Now you got All me scared. Right. Now you got All me right, scared. On. And we don't want no problems. Okay, you a goon, but it's a goon to a goon cop. to a <laughs> Nothing, nothing. You ain't saying nothing. No. <laughs> I can't say the rest of that line, uh, but it's lit. Steady vibing. <laughs> Whoa, Kimo Sabi, big wallet is mine. <laughs> I wish y'all could see me dancing. That really used to be my shit. Oh man, nah, bro. I I feel like the wow. It's really about to end. This is really about to end of the year. Like we should, for one of the podcasts, go through like all the bullshit of the decade and, and just, just recap. Just do it, yeah. Because there was so many fucking great songs. Like the dream came and went. That was this decade. T Pain came and went. Nah, he was here this decade, he wasn't? wasn't he? Bro, yes, he was. He in was this definitely. decade, the dream. Yo, this decade, I started. I graduated is... three times in this decade. What the fuck? Oh, I'm. Oh no, I'm not making it. <laughs> I was gonna say me too, but my shit definitely, nah, te- <laughs> definitely oh, graduated. Nah, technically not, right? Nah, I graduated in 2020. That's the end of the decade. Damn, you cut. Yeah, his shit was like okay. So he started a, the dream started a little bit before. The decade started, but he, yeah, he was still rocking through the. For real, nah, there's no way. Yeah. 2007, that was his his first album. Is what it looked like. Shoddy is the sh 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 sugar honey iced tea. Fifty is when I see my son fat. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, yeah, I remember when I was back in music videos was still fake popping. That you would, I would run back for 106 and Park. I ain't gonna lie, mm. like oh six, oh mm. seven. Shit. Uh, like, what was I getting ready to say? Back when um <laughs> um back when our biggest uh love song was like with you and shit. Only with you, with you, with you, with you, Yo, that video I don't know what song you sing it. <laughs> with you about this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out, the fuck out of here. It just sounded funny coming from you. I ain't gonna hold you. But yeah, that was like <laughs> that's, that's like one yeah, of the biggest songs. Yeah, take a bite, stab me in my back. I ain't called you. Listen, it's never the right time to say, to say goodbye. And I was trying to steal the he dance was like, moves. But this other shit. girl is legit, like right here. So I'm gonna just 
<laughs> I think it was dipping. Like he was like, I ain't gonna lie yeah, to you. Like, he was like, yo, it's so hard to say goodbye, but like my next girlfriend is literally like right behind you. So I need you to just like move like, to the left a little bit. <laughs> move. My give goodness. me that. If you ain't trying to, if you ain't trying to give me that, but that was more 2005. Just, it just came to mind. That? It just came to mind. Fuck it just came to mind. I'm just saying. I just wanted to say, like, if you ain't trying to do that choreography, then we can't be friends. If you ain't trying to do that, that's a fact. That is that is honestly a fact. That is a fact. I ain't gonna hold you. All right, but let's get back to 2000. Get back to uh, late, late, that late, oh wait. Nah, fuck all of that. Fuck all that. I copy, 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 copy. <laughs> What's that one song by Neil? That um, every song, the fuck? lazy love. Oh Ooh. my god, that was a, that was that was one of them. That was me. I don't know why, but every time I, I hear I that did. little beat drop, you said what happened? What did you say? <laughs> I said that before I even lost my virginity. I used to think, yeah, that gotta be lit. Like have sex and just chill and shit. Bro, like I will confirm it is kind of lit. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna see yo, bro, like I ain't, <laughs> like, ain't gonna lie. Like, he ain't lying that song not once. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> like, like, Tell me if I'm lying. Like, it's you dope lying. to like, you mean go out at night and shit like that, and come back and you have the romantic and everything. That's 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 dope. That's out. Whatever you want to call it, right? Root. But like, <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing like a good daytime. Nothing that just puts like you on your ass. Real thing, baby. Like a good daytime nut. Ain't nothing like a good daytime nut. Oh my god. Good daytime nut, bro. And you just on your ass. All right, fuck, I guess I'm on my own on this one. No, nah, I mean, I feel you. <laughs> I was just all into the music and shit. I feel you. Listen, best days we ever had. I ain't going to get too explicit, but you know which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> best days I ever had. That was a good one. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I bet. One, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Wait, are you a mixtape person? Am I a mixtape person? Yeah. I mean, I would love to lie and say that, like, I am right now, but I will definitely say I Not am. now, but I'm saying at one point where you ever, like, that. Like, I mean, you, I, dab- I would say I dabbled in it, definitely. Nah, I was, like, a hot new hip-hop and that piff regular, so. I mean, that- I was, but, like, for, like, certain things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, for it, certain it people. It like, super popping. Like, I was, like, I, I listen to everything, so. Yeah, different. I can definitely say that I was not a, uh... What's the? I'm not a. I'm not a deep undergrounder. If that makes sense. Yeah. I ain't going that true. deep. I ain't going. Nah, because I was about to say during the mix. I was about to say like, what was your favorite mixtapes when the mixtape ever was popular? Nah, we ain't going to talk about it. It's, that's. I got to yeah. brush up on that. You can't just pop that on me like that. That's yeah, disrespectful. See, my fault. You're not real right. You're not real right. I wasn't. I wasn't. I ain't never good. <laughs> I'll never be good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shit. All right, quick. Oh, um. Senior year of high school. What was your? What was your song or whatever? You had to. Can you even go back then? Like I was about to say, how old was I? <laughs> it's 2013. What year was high school? 2013. God damn. Duh. If you had to just pick a song Duh. from high, if you had to pick a song from, no, don't do that. If oh my god, pick that a song ass from high though. That ass though. Just pick a song. Five, four. Three, I can't. No, two, that, wait, no, don't do one, that. That's that's rude. Zero. Stop, stop. I'm telling you, stop. <laughs> All right, well, I ain't got one because I told you to stop. <laughs> I told you. I will think. Okay, just like, one song. Bro. I feel Let's like talk. around. Shut up. I'm talking. So like, I feel like the I had a bubbly soundtrack at that time because I feel like 2013s was very like it was very popish. If yeah. that makes sense. 
So I was definitely in like a um uptown funk type of oh, like that's when you got cat. Like up to I mean blurred lines had just came out around that time. It was like problematic. It, like you you had to get you the fuck out of I here. I mean now, but in 2013s it was the shit. So. <laughs> 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 I mean drunk in love had just days. came out. So like listen, we be all night, uh love. That was twenty that was I was lit. Man. That was 2013. I believe it was 2013. Like, just hold on. We're going home. Going home. Just hold on. Oh, oh, you leaving? Damn, you didn't have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just trying nah, to Nah, you, you remember, um, got the club going up. On um, Tuesday. on the Tuesday. My man never came back down. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still going up. He went up and never, he never come back down. God damn. Shit, Shot Glizzy had his moment. Nah, we, we got to save this for the decade episode. We got to save this for the decade episode. Okay, all right. We'll come back. Can we even introduce the podcast? Hi, Wanders. How Yo. are you? Uh, we're back. I mean, we're always back. But I mean, like, we back. So, you know, yeah. it's cool. We out here. Ah, ah, ah. Ah. Do that again. Wait, what? Do that. Do that. Do, the, do it again. Do that. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> It's when it's authentic, you just right. ain't, never mind, keep going. Listen, we ready to start the podcast 17 minutes into the podcast, <laughs> so it's lit. No, stop, this is the long episode, last one was the oh, short shit. one. They got at least like a good 30, 30 minutes. My God, yes. Oh, fuck. We're only 17 so I minutes. I came in here with that much. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. Listen, the conversation's gonna go by quick. You don't even gotta worry about it. It's gonna be a solo. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh uh, don't be like that. We got loyal listeners. I'm trying to drag this shit out if you want 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to drag that shit out too. All right, so listen. There is this like post that I found. Oh, and I probably Uh can't look at the post now. I'm gonna put it up as as the new episode joint, whatever, whatever the fuck, right? So in the post, Shorty was definitely talking about how. Let me see if I can find it. She basically was saying that HBCUs are better than PWIs. And if you don't know what that is, Michael, would you like to tell them while I'm looking for this picture what either one of those are? Or both? Okay, so HBCU. Oh, you're going to talk for all those slow of you, and shit. Nah, oh. No, there's some people that you that be out there HCBU. All right, all right, all right. You're right. You got it. All right. You got it. Okay, HBCU, right. historically black colleges and universities are, yes, course and like just like it says colleges and universities that since their inception they were for populated by and sometimes created by black people right this sometimes created by black people i just got that (laughs) no i mean i give credit where it's due um with that being said to clarify this is not a minority serving institution just because your school has a lot of black people in it, has predominantly black people in it, does not make it HBCU. It's about those whose history is rooted in serving black people since the, their inception, right? Um, PWI, um, predominantly white institution, like the name itself says, is any institution, basically your basic, you know, your, your average, you know, University of North Carolina, University of Kansas, um, any school that's like since its inception been for, by, created by, white people um you know population is predominantly white people um policies serve white people whiteness as the kids like to say um and all that right um 
So yeah, there goes that. Okay. I was trying to find it as you were talking, but I guess I must have sent it to myself. And Lord knows. Okay. Oh, you need me to keep talking? Because I can, I can go. All right, go ahead. Go, do like another yeah. solid minute for the people. All right, but um, another distinction to make. Um, I touched on it for a second. I talked about the PWIs, predominantly white institutions, serving whiteness and um, serving <laughs> Ooh, whiteness on the platter. Uh, but um, it's really just important to understand, like, with PWIs, the culture is geared towards white people. So the homecomings will look different. The funding towards student organizations, certain student organizations, I should say, looks different. Um, the way everything is designed, the music is played, faculty, staff, everything, the whole vibe is going to be different compared to what I imagine that HBCU to be like, because I ain't go to one. <laughs> I mean, and we definitely <laughs> did have a couple of, like, friends that have gone to HBCUs. But basically what she said was... Uh, college made me realize that PWRs are better than um, HBCU's notion is completely invalid. LOL. Um, opinion one. Or, no, wait. What'd she say? Oh, she said option one, uh, go to PWI and get a good job. Option two, go to HBCU, get a good job, plus have more fun, plus have lack of stress associated with jumping through hoops of institutionalized racism in education. So I thought this was really interesting because you're not going to believe this, but I actually disagree. There's a, really? Yeah, I know, right? Like, as black as I am. Actually, no, because sometimes I, I, I know when your bullshit is Where's the so, bullshit like, I'm, I'm in that? Where's the bullshit in that? Nah, no, I said I know when your bullshit's coming. In this one, I think you can, I think I know where you're going. So, would yeah. you like to give your opinion first, or would you like me to start off online? No, go ahead. I so the reason, because I think the world can imagine where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, we all we all <laughs> know where you're going. And and I want to online. like disclaim. I want to put a disclaimer out there that it's not because I think PWIs are be better. Bad. I don't know. Listen, because I think that historically, like it does something for not just historically, but present day, it does something for Black people. And I would be a liar if I didn't say I didn't apply to HBC um, CUs. I think. When I think I know the reason why I wasn't able to go is because like money wise, it just did not pan out for me. Um, and that's the reason why I had to find. However, the reason why I say I don't necessarily agree with this statement is one, just because you go to the PWI does not mean you get <laughs> a good job. But in all reality, <laughs> I think that we as black people that like community, the community that I met and was able to forge bonds with um, was a lesson that was, like, extremely invaluable. Like, I would not, not invaluable. I would not have been able to get that same experience, I think, if I went to an HBCU. I think with HBCU, I would have a lot of pride. I think with AC, not bad pride, like, good, oh, shit, ouch. <laughs> good pride, not bad pride. Um, but I think I would have a lot of pride in myself, a lot of pride in my school, and I probably would have felt more comfortable However, like, I wouldn't say it was more fun <laughs> because we, like, the, ex I would just have to say the experiences that I've had at an H, not HBCU, at a PWI with those black people, I would say is more valuable because our community was much smaller and it was, everybody didn't look like us. So we had to, like, compete not only against each other, but between everybody else. And I think there's also a small disparity and the fact that when you go to a school that's all one way, you are forced to, like, you're not forced to, I want to say not think outside the box, because that's probably, that's not accurate. What am I trying to say, Michael? You, you're bad. I wouldn't say you're with like-minded individuals, but, like, <laughs> you're hit with a lot more 
adversity and I think you're hit with a lot more um of different perspectives and things like that when you're in the classroom that provide different challenges when you go to a school that does not look like you if that makes sense yeah and um and for me that's where um what is before I go to continue I, I agree with um essentially everything you said so I don't want to make you feel like I didn't, I'm ignoring everything you say I, um I agree with everything I mean, there's nothing that you said that was was a lie. It was wrong in my opinion. I think it was all right. I actually want to just um, dive deeper into it and actually expound on some of it. So um, I see college as college or university, whatever you want to call it, as preparing you for when you get out. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Uh huh. Because um, I always tell people like what you you learn the most outside the classroom. If you learn in the classroom, you can. I, I, you don't need to go to class, bro. I'll give you a textbook. Read that bitch thorough enough, you're gonna get it. I don't know when, but you're gonna get it, right? Mm-hmm. Learn from the experience of going. That's why I'm so adamant about people going away, right? So with that being said, if I go somewhere where everybody looks like me, what does that prepare me for? You know what I mean? Now, with that being said, um, I think a big part of how you how you interpret your college experience or how you interpret one being better than the other, a big part of it, and we talked about this before, is what was your upbringing? So for me, growing up in New York City, right, I, I never needed, I, I didn't have that I was thirsty to be around black people feeling, right? Not thirsty in a bad way. I don't want to, like, thirsty to, oh, you're thirsty. Like, no, I didn't have that thirst. I didn't have that hunger to find myself or anything like that. I had a strong sense of self. Another thing is, I'm not, I wasn't, I don't deal with the plight that a lot of African-Americans feel of not knowing where your family's from. I know where my family's from. So there's no, like I said, there's no lack of sense of self or things like that. So for me, I'm just like, well, college ain't got nothing to do with finding myself. This is about Having fun, well, at the time, trying to play basketball and, you know what I mean, and just getting the hell away from my family and shit like that. So with that being said, for me, going to the PWI didn't bother me because I'm used to being around people that are different from me. I'm used to being on trains with white people, black people, Hispanic people, good with do with a turban, somebody with their face completely covered, an Asian person, like gay people, straight people, like everything, right? So to me, it... it college was just a was just a continuation of that now from what i've heard people who come from you know neighborhoods where they were the only black person or they've constantly been that you know they they've been the one you know, asian, hispanic person asian person something like that they get to college they're like oh my goodness i wish i was like someone else who had I wish i was like those people who were at hbcu or at hsi hsi hispanic serving institution um where they got to be the only one when I mean, they don't have to be the only one you know what I mean? Like for them, they're coming into it with a different experience. So they're I from what I've from what I've gathered, they believe that, that experience that's why it's better than PWI. So I think a big part of it is where you're coming into it at that eighteen, nineteen year old years of age. I mean, I think that definitely has something to do with it, but like <laughs> I'm not gonna say I didn't care about any of those things. Because I wanted to be in the HBCU. I wanted to be with a bunch of people that looked like me. And I wasn't lacking in that area um, in terms of people not having it. So, like, I definitely see your point of view. I I think that one thing that – the reason why I say, like, uh, the experiences that I had, 
I just couldn't let go of. And I, I think that they're a little bit more, I'm going to say more significant than somebody else's experiences, but I won't shit on PWIs specifically because when I've had conversation about people who go to HBCUs, it sounds hella competitive against each other, right? And not to say that com- uh, competition in trying to do well is like it dissipates when you're at a PWI. But what I can say is that that pressure to compete against somebody else that's black in my classroom is not necessarily there. Um, Not in the way that I guess I've heard from people who actually go to PWIs, if that makes sense. Um, It's like, well, I got to get this scholarship because I got to get this and I got to do that and I got to do blase, blase. Anytime my friends were eating, I was right there in the front clapping for them. Even if you weren't my friend, if I knew you from one organization to another, whatever the case may be, we were right there cheering you on and clapping you up because we're by ourselves. So We were just competing against the system. Yeah, so it was like, those bonds that I was able to create, say you can't create those, it just sounds a little bit more competitive against each other. And I guess I've, I've learned more to work together when it, in terms of blackness. Um, and when you're in a space that everybody looks like you, you, you don't necessarily learn to work together. You learn to be the best of that space if that makes sense. And I'm guessing it's the same for any other like race or culture or community or whatever the case uh, may be. Like you don't learn to build together because everybody looks like you, like, which I got to build on. Like it's, it's me. Like I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta do this. I have to do that. And I, obviously I didn't go to HBCU. So I'm sorry if anybody feels some type of way. Hey, I just fuck could... that, man. Oh, be well, that was no my, reason. in case you couldn't tell the difference between voices. <laughs> It's not even about being too sensitive because there's a pride in being black and wanting to go somewhere that everybody looks like you. There is, and I love No, that. I'm talking about people being sensitive about their, like, oh, don't talk about my HBCU. My nigga, like... Well, shit, don't talk about, about my shit. fake HBCU either. No. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, people be getting too butthurt over some shit. Like, we can disagree. <laughs> I mean... That's what I'm talking about, yeah. But I, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you off. I'm bad, I'm bad. No, I, again, I just feel like there there was a different, and I could be completely wrong, and I'm sure that there are people out there who went to a PWI and was like, nah, fuck those people. <laughs> like They were trash. My experience was trash. Um, and not to say that these experiences aren't at an HBCU. I just don't know if I would have made the same type of bonds there in the ways that I've made bonds with my friends. In the way that we all wanted to see each other eat, I don't know if that's the same thing. I haven't gotten that from people that I've seen go to an HBCU. Like, they've learned to eat for themselves. And maybe that's like, well, not maybe, that's valuable in its own right. Um, And I would never knock anybody for that because, you know, I've learned that from a lot of people who are from New York City. However, I just don't know if... I don't know if my my experiences would have been as meaningful if I didn't have to grind with those people versus like, um, I, I don't know. I think that community is just different. Yeah, that I, the um, building of community is different. Yeah, I um, with them like I I see, I see a, like a pride in self almost in a way to like it's kind of like you ever been around somebody that's like like to kind of deal with the pain that they feel inside, they're, like, almost overly prideful and boastful. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like sometimes. It's like, nobody's even coming at y'all. Why are y'all coming at us? 
It's like it's like when men be like shitting on dark skinned women or women in general, like, <laughs> and everybody just talking? be sitting there eating cake. Like, wait, what happened? <laughs> what happened, bro? Like, you can like the white girl without shitting on. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's alone. it's cool. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like nobody. Like I said, I will say I that like people who go to HBCUs cannot stand black people that go to PWIs. Like I've had people look at me like upside down. Because I was like, yeah, I didn't... Like, yeah, like, they came to my high school and tried to recruit me. Let me tell y'all something right now. I didn't know HBCUs were a real thing. Let me make it very clear. Wait, Let me tell you what? my perspective. Wait, what? Now you lost me. <laughs> what? I'm gonna, no, I'm going to keep it 100% with y'all, right? And this is, why I was, this is why when people hear me say HBCUs aren't for black people, people begin, getting all bad and shit. And I'm like, hear me out. I really just want y'all to know that this is Michael Lewis speaking on the podcast. <laughs> ain't for all black, it ain't for all black people. Right, y'all love saying all people. It ain't for all black people. Right, when I was in high school, right, I nice. thought HBCUs was some made up shit that people was like. I didn't think people really went. And also, I thought nobody really went there. Like what? nobody really went to them shits. I was just like, it's just something that like. No, they go there. But for me, first off, geographically, look where I'm at. Where I'm from, the schools people are looking to go to are Ivy League schools. So that's where you see as the pinnacle of you know, college. You know what I mean? So with that being said, and then also, like, it's, it's either the Ivy League or you go into the SUNY system. You know what I mean? Um, geographically. Also, first generation, nobody in my family's going to colleges and shit like that. Like, it's, I have no context. Last, also, college fairs, I didn't see any HB. Nobody came to my school. It wasn't like that. Right? So, I never felt I never knew about HBCUs. I didn't know what people were talking about until, I think, when I got to Buff State my junior year. When I hear people say, I wish I was at HBCU. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And my thing is this. Like, another thing that gets me really frustrated, I I get really annoyed with, right, with people at PWIs and this whole grass is green, like, complex that they develop. I can promise you right now, everywhere is not like Howard. Everywhere is not like, you know what I mean, um, all of that North Carolina, uh, you should call it uh, HBCUs, it's not Hampton, it's not Tuskegee, it's not like that. There's some very, very poor and struggling HBCUs out there, right, that the experience that you'll have there, though some of those people might say, nah, I'd probably rather be at like a PWI, at least I can get like a better education, or they're not even having that with a popping ass homecomings and nothing like that, like it's just struggling, you know what I mean? And it's not their fault, it's just lack of funding. I mean, almost, I think almost every HBCU to a certain extent has an issue with lack of funding. It's not, it's never going to be what a state institution is going to be like flagship or whatever. So, with that being said, it's like I, I really get frustrated with the whole that grass is greener complex because what ends up happening is we give up on our own institutions and you're not building something for the next person. Someone's going to replace you. And if all you left there was just a trail of tears and complaining, the next person is going to walk into bullshit. And that's what we walked into. And that's why we were in the situation we were in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because someone else left just complaining. They didn't leave something for us. Right? So So you're saying it really doesn't matter what side of the fence that you're on. Yeah. If all you're doing is just talking shit and you're not helping and you're not leaving something behind for the next person, this shit not gonna be good for black people in general. That's why you and that's why you hear partly them older heads talking about yo back in the day we had it lit, we had it lit. Well, why aren't we lit? Where, <laughs> where did you fuck up at? Where did you fuck up at? And, mm-hmm. and you and you know who I'm talking about. And I hope mm-hmm. y'all listening. And I hope y'all listening. 
Where did you fuck up? I'm gonna wait until I get on the safer side before I start walling. <laughs> but just know that I like agree. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you fuck when up? When y'all meet at? me on the other side, just know I everything got was so rough. For everything all was so of rough. y'all, everything was so popping. Everything was rough. Everything was dead. Everything was that. Why is it not like that right now? I think yeah. I mean. There's like so much uh, that like so many different pockets and corners that you can like take in terms of like That's this it. this not just, just I mean yeah in in this conversation in general like you're right it really doesn't matter where you went if you're not doing something that benefits or leaves some type of mark for the next person in order for their journey to be better then yeah it's all gonna be trash and it really doesn't matter what happens don't matter insinuating that your school is where it's supposed to be financially and academically. Let's, let's put that in there. Cause that's hard for somebody else to be able to change something if a school is struggling. Right. And in terms of our school was struggling, other HBCUs are struggling. So it really doesn't, it doesn't matter taking institution and what they're able to do out the experiences you have there is really what, you know, I wanted to touch upon. And I think that it, it's kind of like you said, I don't understand. If I'm just sitting here minding my business, why are you coming for PWIs? Like, if we liked our experience, I feel like we should just be able to like our fucking experience because you weren't there. And I don't want to, I think that's why I keep saying, like, you know what? If that was your experience in HBCU, then that's your experience. And I'm sorry if it makes you feel any type of way. Because at the same, at the end of the day, if you're saying your HBCU was fucking lit, then it was fucking lit. But stop attacking PWIs. Yeah. Like, we like we Thanks. not fucking lit, We too. love our corny-ass class. Whoa. Yeah, like, leave us alone. <laughs> like, like, we love Rock each other Rock and, like, <laughs> love ourselves. And I think, like, uh, HBCUs are great, especially if you're trying to learn something about yourself and learn something about blackness and learn something about community. Like, by all means, I, this is not the podcast trying to tell you not to go because I'm the last person. Like I said, I I wanted to get into one. I got accepted into a couple. It, money-wise, it just didn't work out. They ain't watch your ass. That's what happened. What? Shut up. You always talking, chatting <laughs> shit. But, um, but, yeah, and I, I would never tell you not to go. However, I, I am I am tired of being attacked <laughs> as a PWI. <laughs> like, I went up to HBCUs and was like, you know what, you ain't shit. Like, while they sleep and like, whispering in the air, you know you ain't shit. Fuck your school. Fuck, it. fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck your marching band. Fuck y'all. <laughs> like, fuck the dancers. Fuck everybody. It was like, I just wanted to live my best life by myself with my friends Relax. in my blackness and celebrate my blackness. They be looking like the author being what they fit. Bold and all angry. Relax. And it's like, yo, just yeah. let us rock. Let us have our corny ass like, like bro. um, what is it, homecomings? Like it, we can't have what you have, and but like, don't put us down for not. I say because a lot of people, a lot of people can't go to HBCUs due to money. So you are very privileged in, in order to like be able to have those experiences. And you telling us we way less lit or we late way less black. I don't see how that helps or solves anything, but makes the disparity between PWIs and HBCUs like. You know, even worse, I guess. I ain't gonna lie. Um, Cause my black is still black, though, right? Big facts. Black mm. is black is beautiful. Black is gold. Talk to me, nice daddy. Like <laughs> <laughs> I want, like I um, what I'm gonna say right now is gonna transition to our final. I think it's gonna be our final question. Looking at Tom. You thought you um, thought you thought. No. We're <laughs> gonna be going to the night. <laughs> <laughs> Ten hour podcast. Let's it's go. a telethon, y'all. Y'all fucking. It's sick. a telethon. <laughs> we got to go live in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's lit. But um, I remember when I got to Buff State, I didn't want to join any of the student orgs. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be around the black people, and 
the reason why is because I just felt like an outsider. I felt for, partly because I was a basketball player all my life. I didn't know how to socialize outside of basketball. It was also, it just seemed so competitive. I saw people being petty to each other. I saw people being mean to each other, nasty to each other in a number of ways. And you know me, like, I I don't, as petty as I am, I don't have, I really don't have a mean bone in my body. As soon as people start really getting in that bag, I kind of just shut down. I don't really want no parts of it. Um, and I look at HBCUs, I look at the way some HBCU graduates or current students talk about other people or the things that they have going on in their own lives, in their own worlds. Um, and I'm just like, I don't want to be there. Now, and with that being said, um, I want to talk to you about a conversation I had with my mom recently. We, uh, we were reflecting on my, uh, my sixth grade, when I was in sixth grade, and how I got transferred to this white school and how like, man, like, they were coming from my neck. Like, every five seconds, they were trying to get me in trouble. And the other kids that came to the school through this program, there's no child left behind. Um, shout to Bush. But, <laughs> but, um. No, no shout out to Bush on this fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't fucking think so. We but, recognize um, 44, and that is it. 44. Hey, listen, at this point, I'm sure niggas would take 43. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> But um, uh, that, on a serious note, um, we were talking about how they were just trying to, um, they were just trying to get me the fuck out of there. And my mom was telling me about how after me, she had a uh, school bus run there, and there was another kid, that the black kid that was placed there, and there was this lady that was that was the way she was gunning for me, she was gunning for him until they actually got him kicked out. Right? Thankfully, mm-hmm. I was able to actually graduate from there, but they actually got the boy kicked out. And she was just, and I was just, we were just saying, like, yeah, like, there's some white people out there that just hate black people, right? Just hate black people. And, I, and I'm getting to something with this, right? Um, so, with that being said, she, um, I, we talked about that, and I just said, yeah, I, mean, I just remember how hard it was for me to just be at this all-white school when I was watching the other white kids get in there. You know, their lunches packed for them. They came in, they had the, you know, they had the Power Rangers lunchbox or whatever it was, and I'm over here just eating you know, school lunch and, and everything like that. And they having little toys for them during break. And I'm just sitting here reading books because ain't, I ain't got nothing. Thank God, but mm. <laughs> I ain't have nothing else to do. Right. Um, so that being said, and I was just like, man, like, I don't ever want my kid to experience that. And I told my mom, I was like, you know, it makes it difficult because I don't know where I would want to send my kid. Like, do I send him to the, you know, black school where, and I'm being very, I'm generalizing out here because nobody killed me. Do I send it to the school where they might look like everyone like them? They might look like everyone there, but they might not be getting the best resources. Or do I send them to the white school where they'll be safer um, and they'll get better teachers, better resources, everything like that? But is it really and better though? I'm, I'm generalizing. I'm getting to. I'm getting to something. I said, and I'm not gonna say, but and they're the only one, and they're gonna go through a traumatizing experience. Because yes, it was traumatizing. There are some parts of that experience that have not left me, right? So with that being said, like, what do I do? And and now that brings me to our final conversation. Where do we send our kids? PWI, HBCU. You know I can't ever answer anything like one way or the other. I, I know you weren't. That's why this is more of just a conversation piece. So and like, and I'm gonna give you it. like, I'm gonna give you reasons for both in the best way that I can. If I say PWI, I would hope that I have instilled enough pride in my, my kid and enough like independence and will to fight for things that are right 
and will to advocate for themselves. And I hope that our communication is open where if something happens to them, they know how to come to me. Know that mommy and daddy got you and we will, we will shoot this bitch up if that's what it means to get justice for you, right? Uh Um, And that nobody can shake your blackness and nobody can shake your pride, period. Um, And that's one thing that I will say that um, my parents specifically, like my mom, did for me. My blackness was nothing that I ever had to question. The color of my blackness maybe not because of her, but because of other people. However, I knew black was beautiful and I knew that um, we were powerful and we were smart and we were innovators, and we were thinkers, you know what I mean, doers. Like, we are the culture in so many different aspects. Um, so I hope that I would be able to instill that same type of pride that I was given, right, if I, like, chose to send my kid to a PWI. Problem with that is, do I really want my kids to be that traumatized, right, in terms of the experiences that they have? I was in a program that was mostly white, within a black school. So it was strange because I got both To clarify, you're talking about high school, right? Yes, high school. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I was in the IB program, which was extremely white. However, within a black public school, um, and you only could get into that program by testing in. And the some of the comments, some of the, the things that happened to me, some of the things that are said and done, you like you said, you can't take that back. Like, that, sh- that shit you can't take back. Um, and that shit sticks with you forever. And every time I see somebody who's white, sometimes I have to guard myself a little bit more than I would if I see somebody who's black. Um, and that's something I don't think I want my kids to have to experience. So I would, if they were to go to a PWI, I would hope that I've instilled enough power into them where they know their worth, regardless. I would like for my kids to go to a black school. And I hope that I would instill that education and doing the best that you can and being as great as you can is um is 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 bigger than the obstacles you have with the resources if that makes sense i didn't necessarily have the best books but that didn't mean i didn't read them that didn't mean i didn't go to the library and pick out better books you know what i mean like i didn't mean i didn't further my education on my own you didn't even necessarily even need a book at this point my my page is ripped out bet we buying that book <laughs> like and it's nothing. You got a Kindle now. You can walk around. Shit, you can do it on your phone at this point. Um, so I would hope that I've instilled education and how important that is. And even if you don't necessarily go the traditional education route, if you want to trade, if you want to um be an entrepreneur, start your own business, whatever. But you know that you need like you need those founding blocks. That is important, and those resources is not what's going to stop you because there are thousands of people who are giving shitty books or no books at all. Bad computers, no computers at all. Getting scholarships, Harvard, wherever you want to go. Fuck Harvard, because you know what? That's a very white institution. Howard, <laughs> whatever you want to say. In terms of black schools, like, um, um, who are accomplishing goals, regardless of the resources that they have been given. So if it's a black school, I hope that I've instilled in you the importance of your education and going farther, regardless of if you went there, if you wanted to go to a PWI, I would just hope that I've instilled the power in you, if that makes sense. And I would, I would, I guess I personally, I probably would put them in a black school until they said they wouldn't like, you know, want to, if there was a program that my kid tested into, 
I would let them try it out. And if they really want to come to me and say, you know what, this is not it, by all means, we're bowing out and we'll get you those opportunities somewhere else. Because they're definitely everywhere in, you know, anywhere you want to look. So, fuck that. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, up until the 18, obviously, it's, it's uh, our decision, right? So, it's not really theirs. Not even though, like I feel but, like once but, you're able to communicate, like what what what's happening to you, that is when it becomes your decision. You know what I mean? I'm gonna sit you down and really talk to you about what's happening to you because I had to have conversations with my mom. I can't go to the school anymore, and here are the reasons why I cannot go to the school anymore. And like, I would never want to stifle my kid in a sense where I'm making that choice and they're having the experiences because of what I want. I might want her to go to that. Well, I probably would never want them to go to that white school, but I might want her to go to that school because of the resources and what they can provide for my child. But if they, if she turned around and she says, I can't do A, B, and C in class because they're picking on me, then she's not really being able to re- utilize those resources now, is she? If there's racism happening in the school, she's not really going to have the best experiences now, is she? And not to say that she would get them better at a black school, but at that school, she's not getting it. So that means you got to go and we got to put you somewhere else. Oh, yeah, I, I was, I was going to say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know how passionate I get about education? Don't play with me. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, it, it's initially our choice, I guess you could say. Um, and, however, I'm really big on, like, well, well, let's talk about it. Here's why I believe you should go somewhere. Um, I'm really also big on, I never tell somebody to do something without explaining to them why they're doing it or why I believe they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They should be doing such and such. Um I'll explain to them, I'm like, listen, I know you might not feel the most comfortable here. And if you articulate to me certain goals, this is how you this is how you get there. You know, you look, we just watched the shop with LeBron James. He talked about how he went to the white school because that put him in the best position to reach the goals that he had. You know what I mean? So if you tell me that, hey, I want to I want to I want to do something with art. And the art school is white as cream cheese. I'm going to be real with you. I'm like, listen, this is what you said you wanted to do. This is what it is. You know what I mean? And, and let's talk about how we can support you on the out, on the other end, on, on the weekends or after school to make you, to balance it out. You know what I mean? Um, but we're still insinuating that, that it's better just because, well, I, no, mean, no, no, I guess but, that's a different conversation for a different time. But. Yeah. But, um, you know what I mean? If, if you, I'm saying that's the, that school has the program you want. Like you just said, you said it wasn't just me. I'm not the only one who just said it. You just said it, too. If the white school has the program you want, and you tell me that's what you want to do with your life, that's what you just, this is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as far as college, college, um, like, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, get all the trauma, deal with it later after you've succeeded. Um, and I know that's not, Sheesh, that's not healthy. <laughs> at all. Um, but my lens is I've been broke. My family's been broke. We've been unsuccessful. And I've seen people chase what they love. And at the end, they're still not happy. So either way, you're going to have some trauma. You might as well get something out of it. I mean, life's just hard as fuck. That's my lens. I, I Like I said, it's not my. I'll just give you my perspective, and you you decide. 
but I'll never, I, I can't tell you what school to go to. I I pray my kids don't ask me, well, what do I do? Because I'm, I'm going to give them the hardest, bro, that's on you. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even gonna, I'm not even going to be one of them people that's like, oh, well, I'm paying, so you do. Wherever you want to go, you, you got it. As long as you don't say no wild shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I can't imagine what even wild shit would be. Because if you can articulate to me why you want to do something, I'm, I'm gonna have to support you. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm raised autonomy and independent to my kids. Um. So yeah. Last thing I want to say, if you unless you want to respond to that. Mm-mm, we got another recording to do. Let's go. <laughs> Today. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Last thing I want to say is I hope black people know this. It might I have been built for you, but this is still yours. Um, I, you know, I mean, like University of Kansas wasn't built for me, but I I left the imprint there, and I'm proud of what I did there, and and it's for me. You know what I mean? And it's like I think a lot of times, like we um, we kind of like not. This is. Please, like, bear with me when I say this. Like, I'm trying to. Like, we, on top of the marginalizing that happens to us, instead of pushing ourselves in and fighting for what was actually built by us, we kind of just say, well, fuck it, we don't belong here. I, I do believe this part, America is something that we belong in. It's ours. We're here, too. You know what I mean? And... As much of a separatist I am, and you know, I believe me, I'm big, big believer, and we should just go get our own shit. Um, we're here, and and we a lot of this shit is here because of us. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, and and I, it hurts me whenever I see like people kind of like just not fight to have ownership of something that you're the reason it, it exists. You know what I mean, so if if you're part of something. You know what I mean, like I said, it might not have been built for you, but if you existed in it and you got through the struggle in it and you left the imprint and you did something special there, that's yours. And be proud of that shit. A big part of what's hurting hurting us is lack of pride, lack of sense of self, lack of, you know what I mean, just belief and self confidence. And that comes from just recognizing your accomplishments and stuff like that. So in spite of, like I said, the marginalization, recognize that you belong there and you you existed there and you succeeded there. I mean, I really hope that black people... Listen, had, we built um, all this shit. This is ours. Yeah, you know what I mean? So well, don't, I mean, don't... Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we can split it with them. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different podcast. <laughs> but um, don't don't marginalize yourself. That's, that's what I'll say. Don't marginalize yourself. There's enough of that. Don't push well, yourself But also be out. safe, though. Let's not... Let's not do that. I don't like when you do that. Uh, I'm sorry. Man. You have to be safe. Now, fuck you, Michael, because, nah. No. no. We, it, it, it's never going to, we're never going to be able to motivate people if we always do That's that. That's not true. That being safe is being, is motivating them to pick the what best. Do you, what do you mean? What, if do, you mean? what do you mean that? If you're what saying you things for them, right, be, be prideful, be happy and things like that, make sure you're being safe about your decision, right? You have to understand some of these places are violent in, in completely different ways. Shut up because I'm not just talking about PWIs. I'm also talking about HBCU. So if you go there and it's a violent environment, don't do that. Be safe violent? and protection. I said what I said. Now you're getting that back too. 
Michael, we turn was the, here turn, before. Wait, we no, was here turn before. the mic off before you get yourself we in was trouble. Here before. Please turn the mic off before you get yourself in trouble. Don't say nothing you can't take back from your job. <laughs> don't do what that. What happened, bro? What happened? Don't, don't do that. Because what I'm saying is, listen, we've, we we about to. That doesn't. Thank you yeah, all for staying yeah, with I us today. Fight, I really appreciate y'all listening in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Can I please end the podcast? Yeah, are you done? You, man. Or am I being violent? Oh my god, you are! You're being abusive, which is violent. I'm abusive. That's what I just said. This relationship is abusive because of you. You always chatting shit. Anyway, listen. Thank you all for coming with us and listening to our man, podcast episode podcast, today. Man. Can I please end the up? Let, end shut up. Then stop talking. They can't hear all you, all, over you. Quiet. Shh, shh. You said what you had to say. Please make sure that you subscribe and send to your friends. That helps the podcast grow. Um, we appreciate all of our loyal listeners, and we appreciate anybody who's tuning in for the first time, the last time, in between time, in the meantime, whatever the case nah, may be. Nah, this is the last time for you, nigga. Kick rocks. <laughs> wow. I mean, people have <laughs> no, their opinions. this is the last time to fuck. Anyway, we really appreciate y'all listening, and we are the Wine Night Podcast. Goodbye.